There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Hey guys, so I just caught this diglet, and my Pokedex entry says that no one's ever seen the underside of it. Um, I, I think I'm gonna be the first person to do that. I, I think I have the technology right here. I have a left hand and a right hand. So, go diglet! Alright, uh, let's just pick you up. Yeah. Oh, so that that's what that looks like. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Paco! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. Welcome to the 206th episode of the Puckle Podcast, or 8, depending on which one you're counting, which yeah, way you're counting. 2 uh, plus 0 plus 6 is 8. <laughs> this is episode 8. And uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Mosefus and Viger. And we're here to bring you a Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast, so Puckle up. Oh my gosh, I said Puckle so many times. Uh, uh, <laughs> puckle, yeah. Puckle, for all of you new listeners, uh, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that we came up with in 2007, and uh, we just stuck with, because <laughs> the acronym is fun to say. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, we're, we're a podcast where we talk all things Pokemon, so hopefully you stick around, and you can download us every week. Learn but... a thing or two. <laughs> so, without further ado... Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get better. It's okay. Without further ado, uh, let me ask you guys the question I ask you every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Uh, who do you want to go first? Bo. Oh, well, let's do seniority first. Okay. That's well, you, Bo. Um, we got, I'll, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet. Uh, not much. Um, I've, I have that friend that has the, that owns a game store in mm-hmm. uh, neighboring town. And so recently I was over at uh, his shop and I went through, again, every single Pokemon card that he had, which mm-hmm. was like four and a half thousand. And 
uh, I had candy bars with me to help. Um, but we, we uh, it, it was like, this card is worth more than a dollar. So it can go in your binder and you can uh, check it out on the thing. These cards are worth about a dollar, but you could probably sell them like three for a dollar in a box. And then these are your 10 cent bolt cards. And uh, yeah, that took me like three and a half hours one day. But, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I got a, a fat stack of Pokemon cards out of it. I had got in, uh, um, I want to say Blaine's Arcanine, which I Ooh. hadn't had before. Holographic, really good condition too. That's um, nice. I got a Hollow Scizor from Neo. I got, oh man. It's... Oh man, I miss the Neo set. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I just have so much nostalgia for like the the red, blue, and gold, like beginning of gold, silver days. Like, yeah, no, right. before before the e-reader set, that is, those are the cards that I collect, the original uh, style have, of, yeah. that um, call me a Gen 1 or a lot, because I, I just love those so much. But yeah. I don't know, there's just so much nostalgia there. I just remember collecting those and everything as a kid. Quick I question guess. though, Bo. Uh-huh. Did you find any holographic Mewtwo cards in trash cans? Um... Well, I did find those holographic Mewtwo Preferably cards. in our old first grade classroom. Oh. <laughs> Mewtwo's gone forever. <laughs> I did find that I did find that Mewtwo though two or three times and I uh, that card is worth um about a dollar maybe two just to but not the one, but not the, that one. Not in the that one. I mean it, it could have been some other kid in our class like um one of the Zacks or or yes. uh, so so many Zacks. <laughs> Yeah, we had like three Zacks in our first grade class. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. We uh, were like, uh, actually, my, for Pokemon cards, like I bought it, uh, Misty and I, you know, buy a, a, a few packs every week or something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we were, we were gonna get at this tin, but then we, we, we've been, we've been collecting the pins in like the blister packs. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Oh man, they're just too many we, mix. We've, we, we've been collecting them, and so we found one that we didn't have. And so we're just like, well, forget the tin, we'll just get this one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we got it, and we thank God we switched. We pulled two EXs out of the three packs. It was nice. Insane. Those we, blister packs, I don't know why, but uh, everybody I've talked to seems to say that they just have uh, a, a higher chance of pulling... Uh, I have no cards. idea if that's true or not. I don't, I don't right. either. There's no like official Pokemon media that has said that either, but every single time I... T- talk to anybody they're like well if you're gonna buy four packs you should buy like uh one of the blister things for the deal or a tin because they just have uh a higher percentage or something but, ridiculous. I mean, even i can attest like if i buy a bunch of bulk packs mm-hmm. i go to a game right. and they have a box and i buy like say eight packs out of the box mm-hmm. i might get one ex or something or one full art just really depends my brother had a i wonder bought- i wonder if it's just because of the distribution and how like because like in each box, there's maybe, like, you know, so many EXs, right? Right. And Typically, so you're pulling eight packs from the same box, which only has, you know, a set number of EX cards. Mm-hmm. And so you buy eight of those, and so maybe... Because there's, like, 96 packs in a box, right? 36. 36. So you, you're pulling, I guess, uh, roughly, a, roughly a quarter of those packs. Right. And so, you know, maybe there's, like... <laughs> maybe there's maybe... I wouldn't even say 10 EXs in that box. No, Man. my brother won a box in a tournament, mm-hmm. and um, it, there were, it was during Furious Fists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got, um, I think he pulled three EXs, and oh, wow. 
two full arts from the box. That's, that's ridiculous. 30, that's 36 packs, but um, that's a $100 box, and he pulled... And, I mean, he also got, like, other really, like, high-value cards from that set, like Machamp and mm-hmm. Oucha. But... Right. He, uh... It... If I were to buy, like, a tin or a blister pack or, like, two tins, I'd probably get, like, half his EX pull. Yeah. For, you know, 30 bucks. Yeah. And that's um, just I mean, that's... based on my statistic. I don't know why. It just seems to be that way. Right. It's like, that's, my, talk... that's, like... That's like my caliber of luck right up there. <laughs> yeah, what what have you been up to lately, Viger, Pokemon-wise? Uh, I do have that new Registeel that I caught, like the actual one that was in my game waiting to be mm-hmm. caught, rather than the one that I received in a trade. Yeah. And I've just been working up that little guy. He's actually like a lot better than the Registeel that I had, mm-hmm. so that's always a plus. Like, I think his EVs and IVs are... I've ran a great. Registeel once, like, way back in the day. I right. It was that. for like an, it was for like UU. Like I was trying, I was dabbling in UU, mm-hmm. and like uh, actually, it's a really old episode. Like a really old character from the Puckle. Like the reason I did it was uh, was Infinity. I don't know if anybody remembers Infinity. I remember Infinity. He used to write articles. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, he was our resident Canadian. <laughs> and yeah, he was on the uh, uh, the X and Y. Episode. That's true. He was on the X and Y episode. He was. Uh, He's, uh, but we, he, he, like, when we used to play, uh, tournaments, like, when it was still Gen 4. Right. Uh, we, he used to, his team was, like, always UU. And so, like, he was always willing to battle me, like, with my OU team. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't seem fair, because I, I feel like I'm going to demolish you. And so, like, I learned the UU meta, and then started playing him again, uh, and then made a UU team. Yeah. And, uh, I remember doing that, and Registeel was part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely like wiped the floor with him, <laughs> and I felt really bad because like it was like a four zero match, and he was supposed to be like the god of UU, right? And I was like, I feel really bad. I'm not gonna tell anybody about this until like five until years later. Now. Until it's, it's been six years since that battle happened. To be fair, it's been like six years. Bring it on back, Infinity. Let's see you collaborate that. <laughs> In Little like Cup. Little in cup Little Cup. Right. On my own home turf, you know? Right. Exactly. So, in the on the topic of TCG's cards that uh, uh, Bosefus has been pulling recently, and, like, all the expensive ones that he's gotten, it's like, yeah, I still have that uh, Professor Birch full art and that Lugia EX full art yeah. cards that I've pulled recently. And I just, yeah. like, while you guys were talking about that, the Professor Birch full art is actually running like eleven dollars online. Well, yeah, but these... just just wait until these cards get rotated out, and then watch yeah. their value just like plummet. Yeah, and then yeah. the Lucia EX is sitting comfortably at around twenty. Yeah, that because they haven't come out with a tin for that. Like that's the that, Pokemon's really good mm-hmm. about like watching card prices, and if like and a certain EX is going for way too much online, mm-hmm. they'll they'll like release a tin so you can just go buy it for twenty dollars. Right. I and had, it just destroys the, the value. Yeah. The original Lando T EX full art from I think Dragons Exalted. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's still worth sixty bucks. Well they never I don't think they ever came out with like a uh No. With a tin for that. They didn't. And I mean Lando T was like the best uh fighting type EX when he came out. Because there was a Terrakion and I think a regular Landorus mm-hmm. that was part of the deck. 
and this is back in like Dragons Exalted. So this is still like X and Y, I think. And uh, is there a new one? Or not uh, X Y? No, no, no. This was yeah. No, I know, I know what card you're talking about, but I think uh, I think it's still worth that much because Expanded is actually still played like a lot. Yeah, it, that's like the, regional. Yeah, like yeah. regionals was expanded. It wasn't standard. <laughs> it was expanded. Oh, that's awesome. Like um, so, should, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts. Because I could then potentially still run my guard shop deck that I love so much. Yeah. And it's and it's not EX based either, so I'm not taking prize cards. I can, you know, drop a couple prizes no problem and then oh man, set up. Right. <clears throat> you, mm, that deck did not win as much as I wanted it to, but um <laughs> it was so fun to play that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and isn't that all that matters is yeah. that you have fun playing it? Right, and people get so frustrated. Like, your Swablu's had me asleep for three turns. It's a Swablu. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just really excited for the first group because we, I'm finally getting a new Magnemite, Magneton, and Magnazone card set. Nice, yeah. yeah. I was like, about time. Um, yeah, we should probably move on to the news, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as for me, though, what I've been working on. Oh, yeah. uh, this past week, you, you get, I get to say what I did this All week. All right, okay? Thatch does stuff. Man. I do, I do stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, other than playing, I, I've been playing some more UU or OU uh, to get back in the meta, so I could uh, play the UUTC again this January. Oh man, I gotta get on that. Yeah, right. And uh, let's see. Other than that, registration for that should hopefully open by the end of the month. I I'll talk to Shamu about it. Um, we're also going to be doing, uh, the, hopefully by now, by the time this episode's out, uh, the Twitter contest for a, uh, new style Puckle t-shirt will have started. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not for sale yet, but, uh, this is a good chance. I'm probably just going to run that Twitter contest for about a week. Um, if you like and favorite it, uh, or retweet and, retweet and favorite, this isn't Facebook, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, you'll be entered in a chance to win a Puckle t-shirt, so that's pretty cool. So, be sure to do that if you want a Puckle t-shirt. <laughs> um, for free, that is. I mean, they'll be for sale probably within a week or two after that contest is over. Uh, they actually look pretty slick. You, like, these guys have seen them, so... Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, pretty happy with that. a bit cooler than the last ones. They are a bit cooler than the last ones, that's for sure. That is for sure. Alright, then. So, moving on, let's go to the news. So, cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! On to the news. So, in the news, we have uh, a few interesting stories that have like come up this week. First and most importantly is that Hoopa is going to be available, uh, surprisingly, at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is not GameStop like you would have originally. No, think. it's it's a very it's very interesting what they're doing. I mean, yeah, you would think GameStop, and you'd think they'd be distributing it just like uh, just like with the cards and stuff. Like you go into McDonald's, you buy like a hamburger or something. And you get like a download card or something, uh, but it's not. It's actually it, it's. I'm very intrigued by the process more than I am by the fact that we're getting Hoopa. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but so like it, they have a Nintendo Zone in a uh, Nintendo Zone in McDonald's across the country, 
which means mm-hmm. that if you were to street pass the Nintendo Zone, you like if you don't have if there aren't a lot of people in your town with 3DSs, if you go to McDonald's with Street Pass on, you'll pick up Street Passes. That's um, nice. So the, apparently, like Nintendo can just like flip a switch, and the Nintendo Zones at McDonald's will also just be distributing uh, Hoopa, just like in the old days with the cartridges and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's very. I think that's very interesting. But yeah, this is happening from November 27th to December 23rd. So, so during all of that holiday shopping, yeah, pick up a Hoopa while you're out and yeah. about. Go pick up a Hoopa. It works for all four games actually. It works for Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire X, and Y. Um, the difference it's is in Omega Ruby. Uh, I doubt we're gonna. It's gonna be on Z in the time that it takes, right? They're um, gonna shove it down our throats in less than a month. Calling it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, they do, uh, in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire only, can you get Hoopa Unbound? Uh, which brings up a point that I was talking to you guys about before the show, about how, uh, I think it's really awful that game developers have just started handing people the information to do these things. Yeah. Like, I miss the days when they didn't tell me, hey, you need to take this item and go do this with it. Like, I really wish I could just be like, oh man, I gotta figure this out for myself. Or, like, just be talking to random people in a Pokemon Center after I get Hoopa, and somebody's like, hey, yeah, I've got this genie bottle that turns it into Hoopa Unbound. Where'd you get that? And, and I, I think that's very friendships interesting. Friendships ensue. But it, instead, they, like, literally tell you in the little announcement video that Hoopa's coming. Um, what makes me really sad, though, is we still don't have, like, a date for, like, the Hoopa movie to be aired on, like, Cartoon Network or something. Yeah. Um, I'm very intrigued by that as well, because um, I know the UK or some parts of Europe uh, got the got the Hoopa movie in theaters for like a day. Right. And so uh, the last time I think they ever did that was for the black and white movie, mm-hmm. because I did go see the black and white movie with Misty. When Which it was in one? Theaters. Uh, the first one. Which one of the first ones? Uh, I forget. I forget <laughs> which one it was. It's it's irrelevant because of the same movie. <laughs> exactly. No, one has Reshiram, and the other one has Zekrom Thatch. Well, they're both actually in they're both, both movies. In they're movie. both in they're both in both movies. Well, well, well. Ash only likes one in one, and then the other in in the other. That, so, that's one hundred percent true. Totally different movies. That is exactly like and save for a few like different shinies, like one has a shiny high dragon and the other has the shiny Golurk. Yeah. Well, like, uh, you do get to see Golurk fly, which is really cool. I, that finally cleared up some air for me. I was like, "How does this giant statue know how to fly?" And then he just retracts his legs and shoots a rocket. Yeah, right he just becomes a rocket. Just becomes a rocket. I'm like, okay, that's cool. In uh, other, but to tie along with this event, McDonald's is also doing like Happy Meals toys, uh, which actually look like they're decent quality. Honestly, looking at these pictures. Still like, not a Happy Meal for me, if you ask. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably gonna get a lot of Happy Meals when these toys come out. Uh, like, there's a there's a Pikachu which looks weird. That's honestly the one that looks the worst out of all of them. Is that Pikachu? Yeah. Uh, there's. No uh, it looks like he has the part of a bong sticking out of his back. Yeah, it's probably like some button you press and like scoots along or something. And then uh, there's a Lugia, which is really cool looking. A Rayquaza, Rayquaza is what I should say. It looks really cool. Um, Primal Kyogre, Primal Groudon, a little cool little Hoopa, it looks like I could put it on my desk or something. Um, it looks like it might also be able to fling rings, which I can fling at my office mates, so. 
Um, <laughs> uh, there's just a Wobbuffet and a Mega Latias. Sure. Uh, I have to look at the eyes. It's red. Which one's red? I don't know. I don't know either. So it's uh, it's very exciting. I mean, we're finally getting Hoopa. Thank God. Ooh, um, about time. Yeah. Right. Uh, so moving on. Uh, there's been some new Pokemon tournament. Uh information because Pokemon Tournament just got an update and there's going to be a dark Mega Mewtwo X as like a boss and the way you win it is actually really like access it's, it is really cool because you have yeah. to like you play three games and you have to lose two of them that's like yeah. something that goes against everything that you learn in video games it's like you have to win all three and then you fight them but no it's like no you actually have to lose two out of the three what that tells me is I'm going to be facing dark Mewtwo very early on <laughs> uh, because I I'm not very good at fighting games. Well, now's your chance to get better. Yeah, I I mean exactly. I mean the people that are uh, that are really into it are like Ethan and uh, Scissorkick. Ethan and Scissorkick are are very much into fighting games. Right. This might just be the game that finally gets me to go out and buy a Wii U. Wait, you haven't bought a Wii U yet? No, I have not. Because remember, I had the golden rule of if uh. Super Smash Bros. was a 3DS exclusive, and if Sonic uh, Boom didn't suck, I was going to get a Wii U. But, but, but okay. We all know how that went down. But, let's think about this. Uh, <laughs> Splatoon <laughs> exists. Yeah. I think that is a saving grace of the Wii U in itself. Um, also, yes. uh, Mario Maker is ridiculously I, fun. I have not played Mario Maker. Um... I almost feel like the Wii U bundle that I need to go get is the one with Mario Maker in it. Yeah, that's the one I would probably pick up, too, if I ever had money to throw on things. <laughs> Don't you? Uh, no. I am... Well, you got that promotion. So... Well, yes, but I, I don't have <laughs> Well, yeah, I am making money, money yet. <laughs> I mean, I just got it, like, literally two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, but yeah, I think it's very interesting that they've, uh, they've done this. It, it feels very standard fighting game for them to do this, just make a dark version of Mewtwo, essentially, mm. um, as, like, a boss. I think it's, I think it's very cool. But uh, the last time they did something like this was with, uh, XD Gale of Darkness, where they just straight up changed the Pokemon for the game. I, I'm Shadow very, Earth. I'm very excited for, uh, yeah. Pokemon Fighters, but I, I don't know, I would really, like... I mean, they shot down the idea of doing a new Pokemon Stadium-esque game, like, a very long time ago. Like, they've claimed that there's no reason for them to do it. And, I mean, after the paltry sales of Battle Revolution, I don't blame them. Uh, but, it's just, uh, I would, if they would just bring me back some kind of console game. Like, literally, just so, or even when the NX comes out, just let me play 3DS games on it as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm. Because what I really want, like, literally what I want is... Nintendo is just, like, the king of couch gaming, you know? Yeah. You have friends sitting there on your couch playing with you. And I, what I really want is, like, if Bo ever came to visit me, like, I could be like, Hey, Bo, let me boot up the, uh, let me boot up Pokemon. Pokemon Stadium X. Something. That's exactly what I was going to say, Pokemon Stadium X. Pokemon Stadium X, and uh, let's let's battle it out on the TV. I think me and Bo actually did that once before for Battle Revolution when I had oh, yeah. rented it previously. Like, he came over to my house with his DS, and we actually had a battle be using our DSs as controllers, but using the Pokemon that were on them yeah, on I, the big screen. So I, think, I could see that. I mean, I just, I really miss that aspect of Pokemon. 
Yeah, that's that literally all get that, together with friends in real life, and that's then... literally the like. I mean, there it's obviously happening, right? Being with uh, with like mm-hmm. VGCs and stuff. But right. I would really, really enjoy if Pokemon came back to like if they gave me that, so like I could be I could host like a tournament in my house, and a bunch of people could come over and we could just like hang out, have fun, and be able to spectate battles. Yeah, uh, I mean th- this could easily be solved too by adding a feature in future Pokemon games. Where right. you can sit down and like watch battles that are going on currently or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, but sadly, that can't happen. And so, spectator mode would be uh, just the part that you need. I mean, I don't care if I'm physically watching my 3ds mm-hmm. to play the game, but if they could at least spectate on the screen, that'd be cool. I mean, if yeah. they could, if they could spectate, that would be really <laughs> cool. I mean, it's it. They have that feature in Smash Brothers. Uh, yeah. Would, it would be very right. interesting if they could actually do that feature. With spectator mode, with you'd think it would be even cooler if, like, somehow they were able to get, like, the Oculus Rift or something compatible with it, and you no. could, like, You're just going too far. In... Well, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, project yourself into the stands and be, like, watching the whole thing. That'd be just... I would just be too much like Pokemon, and I don't feel like too That'd many be people crazy. would be sitting in the stands. Right. But I'm Unless it unless it was literally, like, the VGCs or something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But back to Dark Mewtwo and everything out of that. Uh, this does bring up an interesting point, because this isn't the first Pokemon that we've seen now going into some sort of, like, new transformation that's completely new to the series. I'm oh, talking no. about Ash Greninja. So, uh, that's Ash true. Greninja, this... Ash Greninja, I think, is just, like, there's there's Ash just all anime. these forms that aren't going to be in the game. Yeah. And I think Ash Greninja is going to be one of them. I yeah, mean... I understand that, but do you think that there is the possibility that a, a similar mechanic... I hope not. Like into Mega Evolution, but more of like a personal sort of. I I really don't want there to be. I I kind of hope it's just something to like add to the anime. Like yeah. okay, so like the anime is really good at like harping on like in-game things, but I'd really like the anime to have its own thing. Yeah. Right. And maybe this is what the. And yeah, hopefully this is it, right? And it's like we can't really have Ash have Mega Evolution. Exactly, it just makes him OP. So let's just have his Greninja go into some sort of super transformation that's specific. I think only I think that's one hundred percent what what's happening. So they're well, way around trying to make it so that Ash has something that rivals Mega Evolution, mm-hmm. but not in one. in Heart Gold Soul Silver. We got uh, alternate forms for uh, uh, Pichu, Spiky that's it, Pichu. That's it. Um, and so I. And there's also the um, Dark Flower Floet from X and Y. Yeah, but that's, that's never actually been released. And no, I think, but but there are sprites for it in the game. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think that's for a different I reason. Think I think that's because in like Z version, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get more AZ backstory. Right. Yeah, and no, so we're probably gonna get we're probably gonna get some Floet, you know, Floet action going on. I just right. definitely think it's possible to see. Uh, uh, a download like this, or yeah, a maybe a download, but nothing or... that like the player would activate. No, 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 yeah. no, no, nothing that would make your Greninja look like you. Yeah. I mean, that would that would be kind of cool, but that would be absurd though. How much they it would, would have, be, how much be... work they would have to do, right, to get yeah. the character customization down to like. I mean, I could see it in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire where your character is set, and then you know your whatever evolves exactly, to, exactly. It it's like long. your character, but then it's super generic anyway, and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's yours. Um, but right. yeah, I I could definitely see the Ash Greninja being a um, a downloadable thing, perhaps. But I, I it's speculation. Cosplay yeah. Greninja. Yeah. Uh, one I don't, final I don't thing is that I wanna I wanna just briefly talk about. I don't want to talk about this too long. 
<clears throat> but uh, in Osaka, Japan, they're actually opening up a Pokemon gym. This was a few weeks ago. I forgot to mention it in the previous episodes. Uh, they call it a Pokemon gym. I'm not exactly sure what's a gym about it. Uh, <laughs> what the gym part of this? Pokemon I know. I really don't know. Actually... It sounds like it's an expo center, and it's got like four little areas for kids to go walk into and see Pokemon stuff. I mean, there are some really cool things, such as. Uh, there are some like virtual reality activities. That yeah, it's like do. it's really cool because it's like virtual virtual reality, and the things actually like talk with it. You can talk to the things and interact very very it's well. Basically, like one one activity has you like dodging Charizard's attacks, waiting for your open to throw mm-hmm. a punch and inflict damage or something. Exactly. It, it looks really interesting, but when you think of a Pokemon gym, you think of going there to battle with your Pokemon and earn badges. I feel like it's more Sadly, gym. That's... I feel like it's more like gym to break a sweat than gym. Yeah. It's more Pokemon of like gym. a lose all that fat fatty gym <laughs> rather than train your Pokemon Um One more piece of news. I don't know if we've talked about it or not. Uh, did you mention the Pikachu at Build-A-Bear? Oh, no, oh, yes. I did not. I totally forgot about that, too. Yeah, yeah. Pikachu's yeah. coming to Build-A-Bear next, next yeah, month. Yeah, Pikachu's in Build-A-Bear now. For those of you who don't not, know. Not now. Not yet. It's not until 2016. 2016, but still, he's on his way. For those of you who don't know what Build-A-Bear is... How does nobody know what Build-A-Bear is? (laughs) Either way, Build-A-Bear is a company that actually allows you to build your own teddy bear or animal rabbit. You can dress him up, give him costumes and uh, outfits and props. They've got a cool, like, Pokeball hoodie to wear and stuff. Right. Do you know know what the saddest part about that Pokeball hoodie is? Is that it's stuffed Pikachu-sized and not Thatch-sized. They probably will sell, like, a life-size at some point. I mean, I hope they do. They're missing out on a perfect marketing opportunity to suck up all of Thatch's money right now. Yeah, I mean, they already do, right? (laughs) They they do, like, they they suck up a lot of my money. Uh, well, I, guess, okay. I guess that's I guess that's the news. Do we have any puckle news? To talk no, about? no puckle news really, other than uh, watch out for t-shirt stuff. I mean, yep. And if you haven't already, go try to win a free t-shirt. Uh, there's a new episode of uh, Joint Lock. That's on on well. yeah, it's up every Wednesday, so yeah, there should be another Wednesday. one. But yeah, they tuned to that because there's still more coming. And uh, oh, there's so much the, more coming. Yeah, in the near future, if you want to look out for it, we're trying to get a. Pokemon Tabletop United session all set up and everything. Yeah, but that's that's being a bit slower that's, than it should be. That's going to take a while, so don't maybe expect- Maybe not until 2016. Don't hold your breath. Hey, I haven't kept up, but am I dead in Joint Lock yet? No. Nope. Cool. You're still riding. No, we, we haven't killed too many things, honestly. So <laughs> We haven't killed many things. I'm so, just until they get to the power plant. I mean, yeah. It's, it's going pretty well. So we're going to go. And we're going to move on to the topic. So we're going to make take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Viger. And I'm here to tell you that you should check out all the cool features that Puckle has. Puckle Podcast has a chat box where you can chat with me, fellow co-hosts, and other members of this wonderful community. We also have forums and even tournaments to participate in. You can follow us on social media such as Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. You can be part of the show by sending us an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Every show has about 20 minutes of emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. So check out everything Puckle has to offer. And on today's topic, for those of you who have obviously read it already, we are talking about features that have not been in Pokemon games that we wish were there. I mean, there's a number of things that, uh, you know, we think that we can be improved upon. I mean, make it a little bit more RPG-like, 
maybe just convenience purposes as well. I mean, it'd just be really cool, right? Uh, we like, uh, well, let's start it off with the big one that we we were talking about for a while, and that is a, a like a Pokeball customization effort, where like yeah, you, it would be uh it, it, like a hybrid Pokemon thing or Pokeball thing, where yeah. you go ahead and uh, you uh, what is it? <laughs> you take you take Pert's Apricorn system, yeah, and you make it like four times more you just add. i mean i you see this in rpgs all the time like even in uh what was that puzzles and dragons you see that a lot like um literally, and like literally you, you like see a... it with the you see it with the monsters as opposed to the uh as opposed to like the items they catch it with yeah, it's sort of like some sort of crafting system yeah i think that'd be very interesting it's very much it sounds a lot like uh pokemon tabletop united but uh yeah it just oh, gives you oh, another yeah. incentive to collect another thing. Yeah, isn't yeah. It, isn't that cool though? Like I, I mean, one hundred percent. When I was I, playing Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I yeah. definitely made sure every day to go around and collect all the Apricorns. So did I, and I might not even do anything else in my game that day, but I picked it up for twenty yeah. minutes and collected the Apricorns. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a very much. Uh, I don't know. Like I like those things better than like. So I, I am obviously like an avid Animal Crossing player. But, okay. but, like, I like the little things that you do as a daily, as opposed to, like, the entire game is, like, you go on every day. Yeah. And you have to play. But I really enjoy, like, the Pokemon things, where it's just, like, yeah, if you do this every day, you can, like, build this up. And I, I really like that aspect, and I hope it comes back. With right. X and Y, I did um, all the hotel chores mm-hmm. to make, like, $300,000 every day. And yeah. then I'd go and do, like, the berries, like, you know, every day, make sure mm-hmm. I did that. Um. And then other times, like, oh, I think I'm going to do a lot of breeding today, but I'll wait till after I do my daily chores. Yeah, it's just right. like, it's one of those things. I mean, I, uh, I'm i not saying this feature is not already in Pokemon games, because it obviously yeah. is. But that is right. one of those things I would like there to be, I would like it to be more, uh, more, uh, what's the word? I, I want. I just want there to be more. <laughs> Customizable. Like, I just want more. Because yeah. there, there are already a few of them, but I, I have to say, like, after, after like, ever since Gold and Silver, Heart Gold and Silver, there hasn't been, like, the amount of, like, daily activities to do. Yeah. You know? Like, I really, I really miss that, just being able to do, like, the bug catching contest, and it's only on, like, three days of the week. Yeah, you do some sort of, like, routine. Mm-hmm. With these routine I, activities. I, I really, really wish it was like that, and I'm really sad that it's not. One thing that I could see be done with uh, expanded Pokeball crafting and everything is uh, Pokeball fusions. Mm. So, like, for in- for instance, you could take a dive ball and a dusk ball, put them into some sort of little machine that may be in, like, a couple towns here or there, I don't know, or yeah. you have one on hand, I don't know, and you fuse them together and you get, like, the deep water ball. And it's, like, it's more effective at capturing water-type Pokemon either at night or in caves. Well, I mean, I'd also like to see just That's Pokeballs that are, like... So, like, the only Pokeballs that we really have for catching specific types are the Netball, which is good for bug and water types, and the, uh... Duskball for and, catching those in caves and night. Well, no, and, and you also have uh, the uh, the dive ball for, like, deep underwater water Pokemon. And yeah. I'm really sad that we don't have more of that. Like, yeah, I, w- I would like, like to have a Pokeball that's really good at catching fire types, and you can put some, like, really cool art on it. Or, yeah, like, a Pokeball that's really good at catching, you know, flying electric types. types. Or, or electric, yeah, whatever, electric types. Whatever. Or anything. Have right. a Pokeball and, specific for each type. Yeah. And then each character can totally, because uh, if you can design your Pokeball in just, like, some little 
uh, mini game thing. They kind of did it in Diamond and Pearl with, oh, with the, the oh, capsules. With the, yeah, I think but, that's different um, though. I think that's well, that was just that was it, just it was a different, particle effect. But it's it'd be so easy to just slap your skin on top of the mm-hmm. Pokeball, and then on an online game, like I throw out all my Pokeball. I don't know if you guys remember Richie from the anime mm-hmm. with the little yeah. stars yeah, on star his Pokeballs. On yeah, if you remember. So, okay, if you remember it, in uh, Diamond and Pearl, Dawn had all her Pokeballs put into the special capsules themselves, and mm-hmm. they were already a different color, and then they'd splash out in all sorts of different effects and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you could I, have I, there's just so like many. Yeah, there's definitely like a mini game that they could have put it that they can put in, and hopefully, like in Gen Seven or even in like Z. The I'm putting this in quote Z, uh, yeah. Z version is uh, if if you could, you know, uh, just have this Pokeball customization, I feel like that would be a really, really big thing. And, you know, with our luck, it's going to be part of, like, the Gen 4 remakes. And it's just going to be some feature that's just forgotten forever after after those Gen 4 remakes. Yeah. Because they'll take Pokemon castles to the next level. <laughs> and we'll get exactly what we want. I mean, even if you remember the very first episode of the anime, I think it's Pokemon I Choose You. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pikachu's ball has a little thunderbolt. A little lightning Right, one. but, but the, like, the very first battle, the Nidorino versus Gengar, oh, yeah. and he sends out Onyx, the guy's got a green Pokeball. I don't know if that's the color it's... of the Pokeball or just the lighting. Uh, or if that was a Safari ball. It was a green ball. Pokeball. Or yeah. you wonder if that was a Safari ball. No, the Safari balls are ca- camo. I don't yeah. know. And you can't catch Onyx in the Safari Zone. I don't know. This is the anime world. You know what they do with the game logic. <laughs> you catch Ponyta in the Safari Zone in the anime. Like, <laughs> no. It's just, it, this is just like one of those things, though. Like, this is this is yeah. such an awesome idea to like just put a crafting system in for Pokeballs, and it would just. I feel like it would enhance gameplay just a lot because I'd, I'd say a crafting system for almost every single item. Like uh, you could put. Like, you could gather some rocks and make a sunstone. I don't know. Just I feel like that would be awful. I don't like I, that I idea. I could see it for, for healing. Certain, for certain. For certain. Yeah, I, I can see it for, like, items. mixing your own awakenings or, like... Well, mm-hmm. like, if I mix my own potion and it, like, mm-hmm. gives my Pokemon 50 HP and also cures paralysis. Yeah. Yeah, Some I have added effects. Specific. I can see like that. I would really like that. That's, again, with, like, the fusion. You take, like, a uh, Berry and fuse it with, a like, a max potion and whatnot, and then you have the max potion, but with the added effects of being able to cure uh, poison yeah. when used. So it's like, there's a world of possibilities that are opened in, into the Pokemon universe when you ins- when you establish a crafting system of sorts, whether it be for Pokeballs, medicines, berries, items, you name it. This is, it's very, <laughs> it's very really... interesting. I would really like to see crafting systems input, though, because like that's yeah. something that gets put into like a lot of games. Like, um, it's, it's, got, it's mainly so, RPGs that do get this. Yeah, sort of well, like think system. think about how simple like Assassin's Creed was, like the first one was, and then yeah. you look at Assassin's Creed now, and there's like all of these additional, there's all of these add-ons. Yeah, and I I would like to see Pokemon move in that direction. Like I don't want Pokemon to be like stale like Assassin's Creed's gameplay, but running around on rooftops stabbing people. But <laughs> yeah, that's literally the entire game. And but. Um, but on the subject of Pokeballs, though, because this is something that I think we're all really passionate about right now, but I want a mechanic that allows us to at least, like, change the ball that a Pokemon is in. Okay, so, okay. At the I, cost of the Pokeball that you caught it with. I think, I think, if you want to do that, you'd have to get rid of the crafting system that we've, that we've yeah. applied. Because... You make the crafting system, and you're just like, well, I, I spent all of these parts making this one Pokeball. Well, like for, for you know, right? Pokemon. And then, well, we have this really cool system in place right now for breeding. 
where you can yeah. pass the mother you can pass down the mother's pokeball which i'm going to segue here in a second uh is impossible to do sadly with some of kurt's pokeballs yeah uh, for pokemon especially if you want their hidden ability because hidden ability pokemon aren't available in kurt's pokeballs yeah uh, because of the way breeding works and hidden ability passing down works and stuff like that and so um that's very uh that's very. I don't know. I I really wish we could pass down Kurt's Pokeballs. Yeah. To or more things, just because I just I really like the designs, right? And if we could like design our own Pokeballs, maybe there's just like generic shapes or something or a generic form that we can base it off of. Just like you know, I I, I don't know. Even if, to be fair, if like Pokemon Z, I'm putting this in quotes, uh, <laughs> brings back Kurt's Pokeballs, I will be so happy. Like you don't even know. They're they're sitting there in like the Lumio City shop Pokeball shop. They're there. They're there, you but you can't buy them. them. And I just, I want them because they're like, I think Kurt's Pokeballs have the coolest designs of like yeah. any Pokeball ever. Like I, all of them, like all of them have the coolest, most unique designs. The rest of them may, are just very not, boring. They may not have, some of those balls may not have like the most enticing effects for catching a specific Pokemon, but gosh dang it, those designs just look so cool. Oh my gosh, right? And that's basically what this Pokemon cu- Pokeball customization is all about. Making the ball itself pleasing to the eye. I don't care, like, the added effects of it mm-hmm. or whatnot. I'd, I like, to have, like, what I'd like to have, like, I'd like to have extra effects. You know, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that plays second banana to an overall enticing appearance. Yeah. So, uh, let me segue here very abruptly because we've spent ten minutes talking about Pokeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, really I think something that we can all agree on is... All Pokemon that don't already have a hidden ability should have a hidden ability. Like, yeah. I think that needs to happen because there are several Pokemon that would benefit from having them and it would make the... Like, if you want to change up the meta, like, give Archeops not Defeatist. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Defeatist the past couple episodes, but give Archeops not Defeatist. Yeah. Please. Please. I know, Please. And I know it's uh, Zoroark's and Zoro's shtick, but does Illusion really need to be its only ability? I think have, like, it would be very interesting else? if it didn't, right? Like, it would be yeah. very... I mean, it'd be a giveaway because your Zoroark wouldn't be Illusioned. Yeah, and... but then it's a mind games or whatever. It's like, okay, which one's the Zoroark? Which one's the Zoroark? And it's like, the what? Zoroark's the Zoroark. I don't, don't think there'd be mind games like that at all. People would be like, oh, you sent out Zoroark, it has this hidden ability. Well, I got fooled by a Blastoise that all of a sudden yeah, just used Flamethrower. Yeah, that's like, true, oh, that's wait, true. that's the Zoroark. That's so true. yeah, you're just waiting for something to happen. But then You, could, you could do a lot of bluffs like that. And, yeah. I mean, that would definitely, like, buff Zoroark, right? Yeah, just, uh, Illusion's <laughs> fine and dandy for, like, the first hit. People, but then it's a sitting duck. An just, interesting hidden ability for Zoroark would be, um... The like opposite of illusion, like you send out another Pokemon and it's Zarowark. And, and <laughs> well, that would be really cool. Like actually. make it hit, and then it's like just kidding, it's Blastoise, and you're like, what? So like deception, like the ability. Yeah, to deception. I, so, I it, don't know. That would be really like, cool, actually. I like that idea. Pretty neat. I like that idea a lot, actually. Even that. if yeah, even if you have to come up with new hidden abilities for these Pokemon, just give them you mean, something. You, like, every generation you get new new abilities, and I think this would be a great way to, like, I don't know, there's a lot of cool things that could be going on, like, with old yeah. Pokemon. And so, Mega Evolution isn't the only way to bring old Pokemon back to light. Just uh, change them up a little bit. You give, give them, them moves, you give them give new them hidden new abilities, moves. and, like, thing goes through the, things go through the roof. Like, Blaziken? Blaziken was yeah. UU in, in uh, Gen 4. And then, then in Gen speed 5, boost. he got Speed Boost, and he went straight to Ubers. Yeah, so, 
one little ability change like changes an entire Pokemon entirely. Mm-hmm. And so this would just you don't be... need a Mega Evolution to do it. This would just be insane, and I would love to see it. Yeah. So, do you got anything else? Uh, I think we're just kind of like flip flopping here. We're flipping. Like one um, thing. I would one another thing I'd like to like see in a game um, is just a little bit more like um, it's it's sort of weird because I don't know how to implement it so much, and it could only be used in game. Otherwise, it would mm-hmm. just change Pokemon for what it is. But That's like some sort of uh, like trainer stats or trainer buffs. I don't know. Oh, I see. Like, like, train, like skills that you could pick up. So, like, they, they sneaking, past, sneaking past other trainers as the rogue or, um, I'd, see, I... Okay, so, like, so, so to be fair, they've kind of, like, implemented these in-battle effects already through uh, Pokemon and me. That's yeah. true. And so I think, I think, I, I don't know, they could expand on that, obviously. Like, I think the, I think the way to do it is to absolutely go through the, go, go the Pokemon and me route. And be like, hey, we need more Pokemon and me things. Like, let's focus on the bond between trainer and Pokemon. Let's focus on that bond. And yeah. that, I think that is the way to go with that. Rather than, like, selecting a trainer class, you know? Yeah. I think just right. maybe you can add some things to the Pokemon and me. Because I, I don't see them getting rid of super training in a me in no, any... Like, Super even be, just because that bottom screen in X and Y is just so critical, and it's just changed, like, my entire Pokemon life. And I don't see that going away in any future releases. Yeah, it's kind of an integral part with raising Pokemon now, to buff up their stats and everything, and unlock certain items and evolution. I think, I think there might be, like, new versions of the minigame. Like, yeah. maybe it's not just tapping soccer balls. But, but it still it does the same thing. It'll do the same thing. It'll just be a different version of the minigame. Yeah, it'll just be a different thing. But it's still do the same I thing. don't see that going away. I right. don't see I don't see a me going away. I don't see. I mean, they might call a me something else because yeah. a me is very French. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. The last thing I really want to see is so simple and would make online battles fifty times more fun. Okay. Uh, give us different stadiums. Oh my yes. gosh. How did yes. I forget about that? Yeah, no, 100%, yes. I mean, I'm tired of looking at the network all coding all the time. We were right? talking about uh we were talking about Pokémon Stadium earlier, right? Yeah, this is this, this is what this is what made Pokémon Stadium more more pleasing for everybody else doing Pokémon battles was a change in you. <laughs> like 100% like in uh in Battle Revolution, like the whole point when you're battling your friend is what stadium you want to battle at. Yeah. And yes. just the aesthetics, like I I don't want to say Pokemon Battle Revolution was worth fifty dollars. No, it's a ten dollar DLC. I I I, I really seriously, Bo, ten dollar DLC. I'm telling you, Nintendo. Literally, all you have to do is go on the eShop and put up a uh, put up like a twenty. You could put up a twenty dollar like just battle simulator Pokemon. Like you you can only make use of this if you have a 3DS battle with your friends. Yes. Or I'd, I, I would, I, I I would go buy a Wii U and download that, and that'd be like the only thing I'd own for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. No, instead of buying a Wii U, Bo, what you should do is just come out and visit me, and we'll just play it on my Wii. U. I mean, yeah, coming out to see you would probably cost me a lot less. So. <laughs> that's, I think that's actually true. true. Like me and you driving <laughs> to each other. I think, I think, I actually, I looked it up. Plane tickets are under three hundred dollars for me to fly to St. Louis right now. Huh. Cool. So. 
Fun fact. I was going to say, I just need to change out a few things in my truck to make it, like, not a piece of crap. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but... Drive. I'm just... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, in the future, if you would do that, Nintendo, I would Changes be... Change venue for online battles via the 3DS. It, do that, or even just do the Wii U option, like I just, yeah, just like we just the, said. Yeah. Like, that. that is honestly... That's the one thing I've been waiting for. Because, yeah, the Wii U makes you more money, so... I don't know. <laughs> a returning feature I'd like to see that was just so much fun uh, was in Black and White 2 when you could find the people that played the musical instruments. Mm, yeah. And it just yeah. was like, That's very oh, cute. yeah, I play the drums, so here's like a drum beat behind mm-hmm. whatever music's going on. I don't know why. I just thought that was so much fun. Yeah, that's really well, cool. Well, you're the music well, I, guy. Yeah, I'm the music yeah. consultant. That's my title. <laughs> Slash VP, but whatever. What else, <laughs> dog? What else? Uh, doesn't matter. So. Really one thing that one thing I'd like to see, and Thatch is probably going to shoot this one right out of the air, is like, no, it's never going to happen because it's impossible, and blah, 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 logic and everything. Okay. But I want Pokemon Fusions. No, oh, not happening. Absolutely. 100% not happening. I want... We had that. We had Kyrem. It's over now. I want them. Slow, bro. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's it's not really like a... Dragon Ball Z-esque fusion sort of thing. Okay. I'm not asking for something like that, but like something in double battles or even single battles at the cost of two Pokemon. It's like Pokemon EX. I mean, no, it's not. Cost... It's it's. Well, I'm... Think, think about Can it. Can't imagine. <laughs> think think about it like this though, right? You have 721 Pokemon right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you need to come up with a with all of them combining with the others. No, you don't have to have all of them. I mean, have you, Mega Evolutions only picked like a certain handful of oh, them. Oh, okay, so you're suggesting that it just works for a few Pokemon. Then It yeah. just works for a few. Not I mean, I, I'd be okay with that to some extent. Are you crazy? I, I would see it as being like an implemented new mechanic, and it would probably only happen for like one or two sets of Pokemon, and they'd be very yeah. generic, like doubles Pokemon, like Plusle and Minum. No, not even that. You just get, uh, like, no, no, like, like they'd purposely build you like two Pokemon that are exactly the same. And yeah. then be like, yeah, they can the do this thing. They can yeah. do the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. Well, and... I'm not even saying something like... Well, I was saying more along the lines of a fusion between uh, Gardevoir and Aegislash. In which, when you throw both of them out, Aegislash throws his shield to Gardevoir and she puts it on one arm. Then he goes into the other arm, wraps his arms around her arm, and now she's wielding him like a has, sword. Has nobody learned the, the consequences of wielding Aegislash, Honedge, and Dewblade? Yeah, has literally nobody learned the consequences in the past two years since they've been, like, in the game? Pokemon Tabletop United. Like, yeah. I will, like, if, if since you, I am well, GM like a, of that, like a, if you guys are trying to wield these things, it is not gonna happen. Wield it. If it's, I, it, it's like, it's a, it's like a mount. Like, yes, Ponyta like won't burn a trainer that it really, really trusts, Thatch. Ponyta yeah, will never, ever so, burn anybody. No, really, because, really, and then he just yeah. slash won't suck your soul out if it loves you that much. Right. They will <laughs> never love you that much. Cakes? <laughs> I fed him so many cakes. <laughs> He's not going to suck my soul out. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to end it there. Well, I still have, like, a whole battle mechanics for this whole Garda Slash thing that I've got going. Here. Okay, finish that up, and then we'll, then okay, we'll move on. Okay, so it would, be, it would be really interesting for the idea of, at the cost of two Pokemon, you make this one super Pokemon that is not only a, du- a dual type, but has the possibility of being a quad type. That sounds Having awful. Access- that breaks the game. 
Okay, then I'll just stop. <laughs> that sounds absolutely awful. Having okay, so maybe it takes like two of the types of each. I would love to see it in the anime. I just don't. I just don't think it could happen in the. Yeah, if you had, if you had quad types, think about this. Think about think about the possibility of quad types. Like say like Macargo, a uh, rock fire type Pokemon, and uh, and like Magnezone confuse somehow like this is yeah. like i don't know how they would confuse right you'd have a fire rock electric steel type and right. then say you know i'm a normal competitive player and i have the move earthquake you're gonna do uh i'm gonna do time 16 <laughs> and your yeah. super i'm putting that in quotes super yeah. pokemon <laughs> is not so super did you really have to throw Magnezone in there? I'm sorry. I was thinking. Well, <laughs> I need. I need. Really I need. I need another Pokemon with a times four weakness to to ground and not Fire Rock type. <laughs> you just really pushed some buttons right there. <laughs> you could have picked Agron or something. I, I could have. Well, no, because then they have Agron two Rock already types. Rock. Whatever. Yeah. You, you catch my drift. It was the first one I thought about. It's no. It's no personal bias. I, I know, but it would just be interesting to have like another new sort of fusion mechanic somehow they'd make it work in it's, the Pokemon world. it's interesting it's an interesting thought but if it's I, I don't know i'd like to see it as more of like a fusion dance type thing than like gardevoir's holding agile slash of the sword now right yeah uh, i'd like to see it more as that and like i said it would probably only happen with like one or two pokemon maybe they'd already do it with like the pokemon they forced to be like doubles of each other right and you know like my plus and minum combined in a battle and they formed a i guess a pikachu, pikachu. Uh, <laughs> they form proton. Yeah, they form an atom. No, they form yeah. neuro, ne- ne- neutron. Yeah, exactly. No, wait, ne- 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 neutral and ne- Fossil and mine on that would be. Neutral. Well, actually, you would actually you would actually have to if you were thinking of this on an atomic scale because you have the plus you have the plus which is positive plus which is positive and minus which is negative that'd be a proton and electron were missing the neutron so you'd have to have some sort of zero equivalent to plus and minus well, then you call them like different. hydrogen or something i mean i don't know you're just saying they have a positive charge and they a negative a charge you're not you're not saying you're not saying that they're particles but we're not they getting become... into a, we're not getting into a physics discussion of what plus and minus represent yeah <laughs> either way there are lots of stuff in pokemon that we wish were there Nintendo, if you're listening, I'm looking up to the sky like they're God or something. Nintendo, Most if definitely. You're if you take, let, let me close by saying, if 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 Game Freak is listening and they take any of these su- suggestions seriously, they should take the twenty dollar Wii U app seriously. That is the, the one Pokemon I want more. Crafting. And Pokeball yeah. crafting. I mean, if you take either if either of those things were to happen, I'd be so happy. And Pokemon no fusion. <laughs> <laughs> Just All right. to irritate that. All right. All right. I guess we're gonna go to uh, commercial break then. So we'll catch we... you on the flip-flop. We are direct diamond importers. We buy our diamonds and other gemstones firsthand, directly from the cutters in Diancy and Carping Corporations. This allows us to avoid the middleman markups and pass on the savings to value to our customers. We make it our business to always offer the largest selection of loose diamonds, firestones, sunstones, or other bridal and fashion jewelry in every market we serve. In fact, our selection is up to 10 times larger than that of other jewelers and stonesmen. All Shelter Company stones are genuine. Unlike most jewelers, we do not buy or sell lab-created gems. We hand-select and hand-match the gemstones that are set in each piece of jewelry. 
Unlike most jewelers, we never charge add-on fees for sizing your shelter company ring, setting the diamond, or for our free lifetime warranty. And at Shelderco, you can upgrade your Shelderco diamond at any time and pay only the difference in price without having to spend double. Now you have a friend in the Diancy business. Located between Mauville and Slateport City, just past Bicycling Road. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, online at shelterco.com. And on to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 609, Chandelure, the luring Pokemon. Its Omega Ruby Pokedex entry states, Being consumed in Chandelure's flame burns up the spirit, leaving the body behind. This is like, uh, Chandelure is one of those cool Pokemon. It's got a very cool design. Um, luckily, it's one of the good one, like, good shiny sprites as well. Yes. It's got a yeah. really cool, like, orange shiny sprite. I feel like this was done, I, uh, the, there are very few Pokemon, like, shiny sprites that are done, like, intentionally. And mm-hmm. I feel like Chandelure was one of those, like, intentional ones. Right, they didn't just slap, uh... They just didn't slap the color palette, you know? <laughs> yeah. It actually stands to reason for them to change the flame's color to a, na- a more natural orange, and it just makes it look all the more cooler, too. I mean, I'm I'm still a big <clears throat> fan of, like, normal colored Chandelure as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Bo is looking for a, a, a shiny Litwick. <laughs> <laughs> now he is. Or Lampent. I like I like Lampent a lot. Lampent has got a really cool design as well. It's just a cool design. Yeah. He's, like, I don't even know what tier he's in, but he's just cool to me. Uh, I don't think, I, I don't know that he's actually used in any tier over Probably. Chandelure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think their defense stats are enough for you to stamp an Eviolite on them. I, I don't think so. <laughs> useful. I'm going to check mean, out. Because Chandelure is by far the uh, definition of a glass cannon. Yeah, oh I was gosh. just about to make that comparison. Yeah. He he is the definition of a glass cannon. He has, I mean, he has base 90s in his defenses, but his HP is really, really bad. Oh, and his speed no. doesn't make up for being able to retaliate fast. No, enough. his speed is base eighty. I mean, that's why you see you actually do see a lot of choice scarf chandelure. I was gonna say he's got to be choice. You'll see a lot of choice scarf chandelure, and then sometimes, uh, very rarely, you'll see people go for the uh, chan- like one hundred percent chandelure, uh, like uh, choice specs. Yeah, oh, goodness. And it's just like, why are you doing this to yourself? Well, it's got to be that base 145 special attack. I mean, that's 100% what it is. I mean, that's the that's the reason uh, Chandelure is in UU and nothing lower. That's why we put the cannon in glass cannon. And actually, uh, if you look at Smogon, all of the sets are uh, that are suggested are the ones that I mentioned: Choice Scarf, Choice Specs, and <laughs> something that beats. There is a substitute Calm Mind. To be fair. Um, he has a really interesting uh, hidden ability, though, in Infiltrator, and I'm really surprised that more people aren't using Infiltrator Chandelure, especially in, yeah. like, VGCs. I could see VGCs actually taking uh, taking a lot of advantage of that, just because you... Oh, VGC just does take advantage of that, uh, because there are a lot of substitutes that get set up. It, yeah. I think just... more so than you'll normally see in singles. Right. But let's get you a let's get you a decent um, Chandelure set. I mean, this is uh, very similar to the one that I ran as a gym leader in the summer league two years ago. Yeah, uh, I ran a Chandelure, and uh, it's a choice scarf Chandelure because you definitely want to boost his speed because he's a he's pretty frail 
And he's got right. a lot of common weaknesses. He's weak to dark type. He's weak to ground type, water type. I mean, he's just he, he's, he's all weak around to ghost just, type as well. Yeah, he's weak to ghost type. He's weak to uh, weak to a lot of stuff. There's that glass attribute to that glass cannon. I mean, now. it's not just that. It's just that his HP is just like really low. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of common weaknesses used in the VGC mm-hmm. that he has to go up against. It's awful. He can't. He can't learn anything like. Uh, volt switch or U-turn. No, sadly. No, that, he cannot see, that, switch that out. Could, that could definitely uh, bring him up a tier. I could see potentially if he got one of those moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made one for fire or for ghost, which I could see ghost happening. I could one. see a ghost one. That would be actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, it would be really cool to see. I would really like to see like more like, uh, more U-turn and volt switch-esque moves. Yeah, something like phase out where he just like vanishes. And then Ooh, that'd be kind of cool if it was like an upgraded haze, where instead of like doing damage to your opponent, it like reset the stats. You like their and then stat you boost, switch. and, then, and then you switch. Yeah, phase, it's like haha, I'm out. Phase through. Oh, I like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be an interesting move. Or but either way, let me let me do a quick set for uh for people wanting to run a chandelier. Uh, so you want to run a choice scarf, and the ability that I think would be the one to use on this would be flash fire. Just so you can yeah. soak up your opponent's fire type attacks. Uh, you wanna, you can run fire blast, you can run shadow ball, just to get your two stabs. Energy ball is very interesting, it takes up those grass types that might be trying to wall you. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal favorite move to play when, uh, I have a choice card for a choice item in general is trick. <laughs> uh, like, no joke, I really love running trick. Just because you can get out there, and uh, I've definitely I've messed up so many people before with uh, Rotom Wash with Trick and a Choice Scarf. Right. Uh, like I was playing against a guy. He led with uh, I led with Rotom. He led with uh, Ferrothorn. And he's just like, well, I can set up because that's a Rotom. I can take whatever. And so I tricked the Choice Scarf onto his uh, Ferrothorn, like right away. And he's used Stealth Rocks, and I'm just like, ha, you're stuck. <laughs> like. Ferrothorn is absolutely useless with the choice item. Um, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do anything like that with the Chandelure, because people are going to... Chandelure is going to obviously scare out, like, Ferrothorn or something. Right. Which you need to watch out for if you are using Chandelure. Uh, one moment. I'll, fin- I'll let you yes. go, Viger. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, Vaporeon's in that tier in UU, so you got to watch out for that. Um, you need to watch out for uh, Lucario. Uh, Lucario can kind of help take that on. Um... Uh, Vaporeon can help, like, wall a lot of things as well. <laughs> yeah. So, those are the things to watch out for. So, um, the first thing I was going to ask is, would Trick Room be a viable move to uh, Base Base 80 speed just is too fast, I think, for that. Right. Base 80 is just too fast. I mean, if you had something, I'd say I'd say the threshold for tr- Trick Room is probably around 50. Mm. Uh, somebody, that's my opinion, this is an opinion. Uh, I want to make that clear before somebody's like, no, that is wrong. I think base 60 is where it yeah. belongs or something like that, or base 40 or something. Uh, I think I think base 80, though, is way too high for that. I mean, you could try zero IVs on a zero IVs and, you know, a negative nature if you really wanted to uh, work on that. I mean, I could do a quick calculation right now and see what that is, but I, I don't think it's anything worth doing at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just I actually do currently run a Chandelier, who I've named Poltergeist for obvious reasons. She's I yeah like you said she is the epitome of a glass cannon, but 
I'd almost have to say she's a bit unconventional as well, because where I do use Flamethrower and Shadow Ball as two of my primary attack moves, I also have Calm Mind to at least beef up her defenses at some point if I need to, as well as beefing up her already beefed up attack stats. But then, much to Shamu's disagreement, Poltergeist also runs Inverno. In no, place that's an awful move. Yeah. But being it is a 100% awful move. Nobody. But Inferno. being superstitious as I am, Inferno has actually gotten me out of many like precarious situations. Even in like the most recent Summer League, when I switched between Porygon Z and Chandelure in my uh, gym battles, having Flash Fire in a Steel type gym can be very helpful at most times. And for some reason, I don't know why, but Poltergeist can just hit with Inferno literally every single time. I mean, Whenever that's, I, I mean, that's statistically it could happen, that's, but at some point you're going to miss, wallet. like, probably yeah. around half the time. That's just <laughs> Due to the fact that the accuracy is 50%. Yeah, but it was, like, even in, like, a local uh, tournament that I did. Wait, wait, why would you run Inferno over Fire Blast, like, at all? I just thought it was a better idea. That's the, absolutely... The 100 percent burn infliction was like, ooh, that's pretty good in my. That's like that's like a fifty percent chance to like, burn though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, well, I would much rather have a move uh, with a much higher base hits. power. Yeah. Uh, called fire blast. Again, I'm with a much higher uh, with a much. I mean, you could be superstitious with fire blast uh, <laughs> and be like, I, man, it'll never misses, I, and I would in believe a local you. Tournament that I had poltergeist running. Against one guy in two separate occasions in that battle, Inferno hit twice on two different Pokemon. And I'm like, well then, I guess I mean, it could hit twice. That's the same same as flipping a coin twice and getting heads both times. I know. I'm just saying, it's just, I won't keep Inferno because it seems to be working out well for me. Like, were those Okos with Inferno, or? I don't know, it was just... It was just Inferno. Because if they were like Okos, you might as well just run Fire Blast, which has a much, which has a higher base power. Just a plain old regular Inferno that I threw a TM at, so it, okay, it works. Right. Yeah, let's uh, well, let's not talk about why Inferno is awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Uh, let's you see guys can uh, move on to the- some fun <laughs> trivia about Chandelure. Uh, his name actually comes from a combination of Chandelier. And allure. Who would have guessed? Really? <laughs> he only looks like a chandelier. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes so much sense. I don't know if you guys have picked up on that. I do this every single Pokemon. I know. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I know. I'm you aware. Well, so, <laughs> its origin is uh, chandelure is based on the Hito Hitodama, a blue, black, or purple flame associated with ghosts and yokai. Topical enough with Yokai Watch coming out very soon. Equivalent to the Western Willow the Wisp and a Chandelier. But uh, so he has the highest base special attack stat of all non legendary and non mega evolved fire type Pokemon. That's kinda cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, glass cannon. <laughs> uh there is a Chandelier card in rotation in the TCG right now. Mm-hmm. Uh it's from Phantom Forces. Boom. Yes. Uh, it's uh, I mean, it's obviously a stage two, which is kind of awful, but uh, it's get base. It's a uh, hundred thirty HP. It's got uh, an ability called Fainting Spell, which says if this Pokemon is knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, flip a coin. If heads, the attacking opponent, the attacking Pokemon is knocked out, which is kind of cool. Uh, 
Yeah. It'd be really, it'd be really interesting to like have an EX Pokemon get knocked out from that. It's as well. literally like Destiny Bond. Uh, kind of, except it's Shadow a fifty percent chance. It's like it's yeah, like if Inferno and Destiny Bond had a baby. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like this. Uh, you will not let me live that down now. No, no, <laughs> no. Inferno is good. No, no. Uh, I get so much flag for that in the mailbag. That's going to be the mailbag question. How is Inferno so bad? <laughs> so uh, it has one attack as well for one psychic energy and two colorless. Uh, it's called Curse Drop. You can put six damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. Which that's is... kind of nasty. Yeah, that yeah. is kind of nasty. You could put it on like a bench Pokemon that's trying to recover or something. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it re- I really, I really like the, I really like the damage counters that you can kind of just put on Pokemon. I really mm-hmm. like that because that goes that goes around a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes around a lot of things. I really really like it. That's why that's one of the reasons why that um, uh, Keldeo Blastoise deck did mm-hmm. so well was that that stupid Squirtle had shell armor mm-hmm. and you couldn't he could not be damaged while he was on the bench and I, I'm pretty sure that that worked against uh, drop damage counters too. Ooh. So yeah, he just is like. Well, uh, I'm just waiting until I get my rare candy and Blastoise, and then I've got 140 HP, and it doesn't matter if you try to snipe me, because you're not going to snipe me in two turns with 140 HP. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Darkrai That's could true. snipe for 30, uh, Lando T could snipe for 30, and it's just like, I mean, almost anything that sniped anything was either 20 or 30, and it's just like, well, two or three turns of just doing regular attacking, and mm-hmm. I'm taking out a Pokemon on your bench. Right. Your setup Pokemon at that. It's very good. I really like, I really like, it's a lot of psychic type Pokemon that do that too, this dropping damage thing. It, well, it's right. specifically ghost Pokemon. Ghost yeah. has always had that kind of. No, uh, uh the Meowstic cards actually do, does this as oh, well. Oh, do they really? Uh, okay. Well, like, it's not, it's not like dropping damage, but, uh, they actually move damage counters around. See, yes, psychic has had that ability for a long time too. Uh, it's very Alakazam interesting. In the original base set. Yeah, that's right. You're that 100% was his right. power. That's why, uh, my Mr. Mime deck was so awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, uh, one more thing with uh, mm-hmm. trivia with Chandelure. In Generation Five games, Chandelure and its evolutionary relatives have Shadow Tag instead of Infiltrator as their hidden ability. However, they cannot be obtained with their hidden ability in these games anymore. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Oh, so with Shadow, it, it, it feels yeah. just like how Venipede used to, ha- or not Scolipede used to have a different hidden ability. Right. And it they doesn't anymore. Speed boost. Yeah, speed boost instead, but. Moving on, let's. Uh, I guess that's it for Chandelure, or Pokemon of the ep- Pokemon of the week, Pokemon of the episode, something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you want to learn more about Chandelure, I'm sure there's an article somewhere on the website written about it. You can also just check out PucklePodcast.com. We have a host of writers, though. We have Viger on news. We have Scrawn doing a uh, biweekly trivia. Women's Cotton Snag writing opinion articles. Mickey Panda doing anime reviews. Sublime Manic doing uh, doing uh, VGC topics. And we have uh, Jushiro writing uh, writing a TCG article every week, and it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, they're very good at what they do. So yep. check that out, PucklePodcast.com. If so, you also want to know a little bit more about how to run an unconventional chandelier, you can just shoot me up anytime. I'll tell you how to set it down. If you want to lose, <laughs> just run Fire Blast, kids. Uh, <laughs> so without uh, further ado, let's go on to today's mailbag. Time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. You 
The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hopes. It's, uh... And as always, we will be giving out the Green Taurus badge to an emailer that we think is worthy of having it. Uh, last week, our mailbag question is, what do you think is your favorite region? What is your favorite region? Not what is, what do you think is your favorite region? It's, it's um, I the same think, thing. but I'm not really sure. <laughs> and so, and Captain uh, Indecisive over here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dig right in. So our first one is from Snag, our writer, our opinion writer. So let's jump right in. Hello, Trainer Thatch, and whoever he has. I'm writing this before I've even li- even listened to the episode because I know my answer to the question already. What is my favorite region? And he links us to his article uh, from two weeks ago. Uh, too long did it read, Kalos, because it looks amazing. Also, to answer the mailbag from two weeks ago, my favorite starter has to be Torchic. Before I even knew what natures and navies were, I got an adamant tur- Torchic in my run of Ruby. I didn't even realize this until I... Until I brought Blaziken over to Oraz. This Blaziken is an amazing fighter and with little help from some hyper potions could solo the Elite Four. Both original and mega buff versions. Well that's all for now. Smell you later. Snag. Impressive. Did the email open on your thing yet, Bo? Yes it did. Uh, you get this, this next one, one from Jestern. Wow, I was just about to say I'm going to read this next one from Jestern. But okay. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your thunder. It's okay, I stole your flip-flops. <laughs> uh, my favorite Poke continent is North America. Let me explain. According to the Gold Pokedex, Polyrath can swim across the Pacific, implying that it's swimming from one coast to another, implying that Asia and the Americas are canon continents. Um, Silver's Zatu entry mentions a South American myth which all but guarantees South America's northern counterpart. Finally, it's where Pokemon Go takes place. Though I hear that might be different for different people. Perhaps Pokemon Go is simply the other dimension occasionally referred to in lore, and therefore, if you've already caught interdimensional legendary Pokemon in-game, you shouldn't expect to see them in Go. Well, that was a strange tangent. Just turn out. <laughs> All right. All right then. Uh, let's so go. So conspiracy theories aside, I've got this next one from um, Shuckles. Shuckles. Okay, As I'm trying to figure out. Hello, trainers. Scratch and go goats. Ah. Wait, that doesn't sound quite right. Trainers snatch and ghost hosts. Well, flip flops. Who cares? It is I, Shackles, uh, Shuckles, here for a pre-Halloween mailbag. It's post-Halloween. It is post-Halloween now. We will just roll with it. (laughs) I'm not sure what my favorite region is, but it's definitely not Ore. (laughs) I get it. Don't get me wrong, I actually like the game quite a bit, but the region itself was lifeless and boring. Kanto and Johto, of course, come to mind because of nostalgia, and I like the fan theory that the war that took place was Kanto's annexation of Johto, which is why they share the same Elite Four and Pokemon League champion. I also have a fondness for Sinnoh, and I actually started my Pokemon Diamond game over this week to get a fresh start on that region, although the first hours are all bidoofs. 
it's been far too long since I was in Sinnoh, and I've actually got, forgotten some of the major events in the game. In truth, I really have liked all the regions in the main series of the games, and feel like a lot of thought and effort gets put into them. On a random tangent, what are your thoughts on why there are two Mewtwo's in the games? One in Gen 1 and one in Gen 6. I know Mewtwo has shown up in other games, but these two seem to be presented as two different individuals. The anime, although not game canon of course, also presents the dual Mewtwo's, one male and one female. I think the two Mega Stones are also interesting, although it's ironic that Mega Mewtwo X appears to be more masculine of the two, and X would chromosomally be more attributable to a female, but who cares? I knew a Polynesian girl who could have pulverized the toughest guy I know, so I can live with that. The reason I'm asking is because Mewtwo was developed in a lab, so were there two labs? Was the second one created in the same lab? I'm unsure what to think. I'd love your thoughts. Well, as a shuckle, I obviously don't have feet, but naming to, but naming footwear seems to be your salutation. So high heels, and I'll chat with you next week. Shuckles. <laughs> the dual Mewtwo's is so confusing. No, I just, don't even worry about it. I just um, stick to the fact of there's just one. They just changed the voice actors. Uh, I think you know. I think there are definitely two, if not more. And oh, I, brother. Two has uh, when he was cloning other Pokemon. He cloned uh, himself. He attempted to clone himself and made um, he more or less perfected his cloning process to where he could. Uh, that's Not true. just clone, but uh, mimic his DNA, but give the other, um, give it its own personality, its own free will, sort of uh, preventing him from the same bounds that he was trapped to. So the first Mewtwo we saw in Mewtwo Strikes Back, and the origin of Mewtwo, I believe, is the original Mewtwo, and then um, he went on to perfect his own. I like this. I, I'll just I'll just accept all of this as fact. Yep. Oh, brother. Uh, he might have used uh, alternate Mew DNA. He might have used mm-hmm. um, uh, Ditto's. Another another thing that I've also thought about with the female Mewtwo, um, it's a little bit implied that Mew was um, female in Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, that's true. He could have Makes sense. developed the um, both Mega Stones and to harness the power. Uh, somehow accelerated Mew into Mewtwo, giving it human. I don't like that. Okay. Well, there's a, a red flag. Ideas. There's a red flag that comes up with the mega evolution aspect in that in the movies, Mewtwo just mega evolves. Let's, on let's on just not process. worry about that. So this is they game freaking Nintendo don't even know what they're doing anymore with Mewtwo. Let's just, let's just not not worry about it. So I've got this next one from Antonin. <laughs> Hello, it's Antonin. Thank you for the green Taurus badge. I was listening to your latest episode. I was reminded just how much Thatch talks about Pokemon Z. I hate to be a wet blanket here, but what if there will be no Pokemon Z? What if there'll be a Pokemon X2 and Y2? Well, every time I talk, it's easier to say Pokemon Z than to always be like Pokemon X2 and Y2. But when every time I say Pokemon Z, I, I mean the the next game, the next version of Gen 6. Like, that's all I mean by that. I mean, it's heavily implied that it's Pokemon Z, but I, I, I it's just easier to say one version of the game than like two. Huzzah. <laughs> Uh, or Pokemon XX and Pokemon XY. <laughs> they could very well both focus on Zygarde and make it a major part of the story. Uh, we got our remakes, we got our main games. I can't think of a reason to go back to Kalos just to play the same story as before unless it's 20 years from now. 
and it'll be our Gen 15 remake game on a Nintendo 3D portable holodeck. But then again, I'm horrible at making Pokemon predictions. No, I, we're definitely going to go back to Kalos again. Not to play the same story. It's going to be an expansion of the same story. I don't think after Black and White 2, we're ever going to get like a third version like we'd seen in Platinum and in Emerald, where it's just like the same game, but with some polished features. I don't think we'll ever see that again. I'm all, Also, I'm all for scrimmage battles. I don't feel confident enough to join a tourney, but casual battling is always fun. I'll send my Pikachu out against your Onyx and hope to set the, set the Petal Field Sprinklers off. <laughs> Onto the mailbag. I think I enjoyed Johto the most out of all the regions. Kalos comes very close, but I felt like there were too many cities and not enough wilderness. One thing I loved about Johto was the fact that at one point you could easily walk off from the canonical gym sequence and skip a couple gyms and face really hard opponents seemingly out of nowhere. Johto also has a lot of culture and backstory, from the Unknown Caves to the Bellsprout Tower and the Shiny Red Gyarados, most people's first shiny, to the Dragon Cavern and the Golden Rod Radio Tower, where Puckle used to be stationed. Uh, it was just plain <laughs> awesome. And Johto was the first region to have roaming, roaming letter, legendaries. You never know when you'll stumble on a Suicune. Actually, it's only happened in Gold and Silver. It never happened in any other game in uh, Johto, sadly. Uh, Suicune was just not roaming anymore. <laughs> Not to mention yep. the World Islands and Soul Silver. Uh, the World Islands are in both games. <laughs> Walking yeah. down the uh, steps of the enormous cavern to meet Lugia was just amazing. Those are just my thoughts, though. Flip flop trivia. Did you know that there are flip flop vending machines? What? Yeah, uh. you can just put a few dollars in and get a brand new pair of flip flops. That's crazy, actually. I'm down with that. <laughs> Make our own Puckle flip flop vending machines. Ooh, even better. Uh, Bo, you can get this next one from, uh, his name is Trico Lover, but he didn't actually put it in there. Okay, is it, um, I think... It's it just titled Kalos. Yeah, okay, yep. I I'm wonder what his favorite region is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is, uh, Trico Lover. Uh, as the first game to premiere 3D in Pokemon, I was just not impressed. I have to say the only thing I found annoying is you have to build up rep to get into certain shops. There's like one shop. It's just a one. The, yeah. In the confusing area it is. Uh, I like That the was the best part though. Yeah. I loved that. I loved it. I so. love that I could get lost. Like I honestly did. <laughs> Excuse me, please. Yeah, when you get lost, then you know you're pokemoning, right? Right. There's been a very long time since I like got lost in a pokemon game. Mm -hmm. It's they're usually so just like Go All this way, or this way, and now we had like four different directions to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the fact that in the water routes of Hoenn and Kanto were linear, much easier. Yeah, I don't like that. I like getting lost. Secondly, I have got a question for you. What is your Pokemon spirit animal? I have to say, not favorite, but best describes you. Um, probably. <laughs> that, that this is absolutely the opposite of what he just said. <laughs> Mine, mine's probably giraffe rig. <laughs> my spirit animal? Your, your spirit, your spirit po Pokemon. My Pokemon spirit animal. Oh my gosh. Um, that's not for alligator, obviously. Um, my spirit Pokemon. Probably like yours. I think it'd probably be like Wigglytuff. Wiggly, Wigglytuff. You think so? I'd almost have to say mine. In in like seriousness, would most likely be Torterra. I could see that too. I'm laid back and I just kind of. I know, like I'm a leader. Back. What Pokemon's a leader? 
Uh, <laughs> Wiggly Tuff, you think Wiggly Tuff's the leader? Pokemon I, Mystery I, Dungeon honestly, Explorers of Time and That's Darkness. true. <laughs> Wiggly Tuff is one of my favorite Pokemon, especially in Gen 1. Just so cool. Can learn so many moves, and just you get it so early on if you want. It's, oh man. It, you could you could sing. We'll, we'll, we'll just say Wiggly Tuff for now Mega and move the Punk, conversation. Done. Yeah, I don't know. And it's pink. <laughs> just keep going, Bo. All right. As in, though, mine... Okay, his favorite Pokemon is Trico, but his spirit Pokemon, he says, is in fact Slacko. Truant ability and the fact that he does not work too hard, but becomes a vibrant Vigoroth when loved and trained. I have to say that would be me. P.S. I did a hashtag roast thatch, I believe. I should counter my own argument. For Alligator is a well-balanced Pokemon with good potential... He was my first Pokemon I chose in my Crystal playthrough, and he was a nice Pokemon in general. His line, though similar, also makes him look B.A. in general. As Totodile... That's not how you spell it. Spell it. I'm sorry, it's T-O-T-O-A-D-I-L-E. Yep. Um, I, the, blah, blah. Totodile was a great character development in the anime. Finally, to my hashtag roast thatch counter, I say that for alligator is based off of the alligator, not crocodile in my argument. And the best I can describe is that they kill slowly. The victim into the water and roll them underwater until they suffocate and die. That's nice. So I say that is where his abysmal speed comes from. Hashtag boast thatch. Well, yeah, last time, like, we were just making a big deal because we had so many, like, they, ki- they keep sending roast thatches in, and it's been, like, five weeks since, like, that was a thing. I was yeah. like, why can't you just stop beating a dead horse? No way. Hashtag roast thatch was back in, was, it was, like, 115. That was, uh, yeah, 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 but it only happens, like, during the live episodes. Yeah, but people can send them <laughs> in as often as they <laughs> I don't know. Biker, you get this next one from uh, DDG Maniac. Dennis the All right. DDG Maniac. Alright. Hi, Thatch and randomly encountered hosts and adorable vampiric but everlasting fluffy whimsicott. It is I, Dennis the DDG Maniac, here for another spook mail. I started to write the Bayonet story. It has its own region and gave it a more in-depth story. Also has its own evil organization, has its own towns, forests, routes, but giving a lot more importance to the plot, but have enough information to get the scenery so that readers will know where everything takes place. When I finish, I'll send you guys an email with it. Well, to the topic. Region that I like? Hoenn. I like Kalos as well, but Hoenn all the way. Why? Well, it reminds me of Puerto Rico, which is an island surrounded by water, that has that's one reason of many. I love water in general. But heck, I love Johto as much, but I kinda like it more since I since I am a DDG maniac, and as any hex maniac would love of this region, is that you could go to both the Bell Tower and Lavender Town since it's connected to Kanto. Honestly, I like the region I made for the story better, but I will not give spoilers. Well that's all I wanted to write about for the most part. Also, that gimmicky superior, it has proven to be much harder to make a gimmick for for it that I would have expected. 
but I also will not give up after I had made some progress on changing its moveset a bit. Also, Thatch, you may or may not like Pokemon lore as much as I do, but I have come up with some very interesting theories on a few legendary Pokemon, especially Kyurem. But I'll leave that for another discussion or if you ever make a topic for a future episode on the podcast. Also, no more for alligator roasting, guys. If anything, I'm very close to breeding the ultimate for alligator, so watch out for it. P.S. Sorry for the long email. Now I'll, I'll fade into the abyss of shadows to wait for my next prey. Spook you all later. And he left some attachments with some various photos, which yeah. are three of them are cute, and one of them is just downright disturbing. Yeah, I need to get a, I need definitely need to get like a gallery going on the website at some point. It'd be very fun. All right, so I've got this next one from Node. Hello, Thatch and others, and maybe Mr. Thingy. Please, I miss him. Uh, I I think he called dibs in like two weeks to be on the show. So you'll see Mr. Thingy in two weeks. Maybe that show will be all about... Well, no, I guess I did an episode on the Delta episode already. Uh, So as it could be expected, I screwed up. I foolishly attempted to send another email... Send an email after the episode had been recorded. Thanks to Thatch for setting me straight. Because of this, I'm going to include the mailbag question for last week and this week together in the same email. Sorry for for whoever has to read this. Whomever. That's me, unfortunately. Moving on to last week's mailbag question, I usually choose the Water-type starter, except in Gen 2. I chose Cyndaquil, and Gen 4, I chose Turtwig. But my favorite starter? Hmm, well, the first Pokemon I ever got was Mudkip. I beat 8 gyms and the Elite 4 with this buddy, and got to see him as a magnificent Swampert. Though I can't say it's my favorite Swampert. Could be Blastoise, but he still hasn't punched someone and shot him in the face yet. Check for the Puckle Bingo card. I need to make the bingo card. It's happening. I think I have enough for the bingo card now. Well, you already punched it, so... Uh, I think I will vote for the Turtwig line. Torterra is a big, bulky tank of a turtle, and he carries smaller Pokemon on his back. He can Earthquake and get some pretty good coverage, though I still haven't used him on an official team. He was also on the front of the first Pokemon booster pack I ever bought. Second mailbag. My favorite region would have to be the Hoenn region. Not because of water, obviously. I think that would be because it's the home of my favorite Pokemon, Metagross. As well as my third favorite legendary, Rayquaza. Okay, so Metagross is actually not a wild Pokemon found in Hoenn, right? So, like, I have this, I, like, I came to this realization that there are a lot of Pokemon that you can say are, like, in different national dexes, but they're not actually Pokemon of that region. So, right. hear me out on this. The only place that you can catch, uh, you can catch Beldum, I believe, in the wild. Is Sinnoh. It, no, I don't, can you catch them in Sinnoh? Yes, there's a desert area that you can catch, like level 50 Beldum. No. All over the place. No. As the Sinnoh master here, who uh, holds Sinnoh in high regard, and he's caught many a Beldum in Sinnoh. Let me see where there's a catch. Uh, that's moves. Um, so, in events, inside games. Okay, so game locations. Uh, third gen, you can't catch it. You can catch it in a swarm in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum. Uh, you can also get it in the Safari Zone uh, in Harkold Soul Silver, uh, where Steven is actually he's actually in uh, he's actually in uh, Silphco at the time. And uh, yeah, oh. I guess that's that's it though. Um, I mean, those are the places we could either say that Beldaman is either from Sino or from Johto. Right. Um, just kind of like you could only trade for a far-fetched in red and blue, right? Yeah. But 
you can catch wild farfetched in gold and silver in johto so farfetch is actually a johto pokemon that you could just obtain in kanto technically speaking Whoa. yes right mind blown <laughs> that same with jinx johto. same exact same with jinx right you can only trade for jinx in red and blue but then you can catch them in johto yep <sighs> crazy stuff i know houndower is not even caught in johto you can only catch him in kano yeah, but 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 night and day wasn't even implemented in red and blue, so they you didn't just. Dis- yeah. So so really, red and blue only takes place during one day. One hundred percent. Like to think that confirmed. Way. Confirmed. But, That's how we know. But, so yeah, uh, Hoenn, as I mentioned before, was also the home to my first Pokemon adventure. While your rivals, if you can even call them that, were rather linear and uninteresting. Overall story with the teams Aqua and Magma were Aqua and Magma were quite good. That, I was thinking of Maxi, and I combined the words Magma and Maxi. Uh, the remake and specifically the Delta episode really enhanced the lore of an already great region. That's it for that. As I've already said this, I would like to thank everyone who's contributed to this podcast and community from episodes one to two hundred six and into the future. Thank you for making all of our days a little bit better. Well, that's it. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry to Mr. Maximus for having a poorly written email he had to read two weeks ago. There there we go. Got through it. Sorry for the email. The, sorry the email was the longest thing ever. Node. I have read so many longer emails than that. <laughs> Thank God they don't happen anymore. Uh, Bo, you're up for, uh, you're up for Winmore. Hey, Buckle Pals. Winmore reporting in again. A week full of flash floods has almost swept me away numerous times, but I've managed to find shelter and Wi-Fi to message you all once again. Uh, I'm going to keep things short this week, so I'll start with two questions. First, has Ethan finished the Delta episode yet? <laughs> no. We don't know, actually. I have not <laughs> asked him if he's finished the Delta episode. I know he got his game finally. That kind of fell off the radar, and if he hasn't, I just wanted to point that out again so he can be made to feel bad. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, I also have not finished the Delta episode. Because you're not the one prancing around no. hailing, ho- hailing, hailing Hoenn. I, yeah. I have always claimed that I hated Hoenn and that I don't like Oraz that much. Um, second, yeah. will any Puckle-related content be taking questions about the TCG? I'm asking mainly because I need someone to vent about the Pyroar card. Long story short, after just learning the TCG after 15 years, I built a really cool dark deck. In my very first match online, I went off against a Pyroar, and with its ability, I realized my Veltal and all Pokemon EX can't attack it. Yeah, that's a thing. That's the whole purpose of Pyroar, though. Like It's, that's, it's to block Pokemon EX. It's to, because, I honestly, I think Pokemon EX are like a plague to the actual system of playing the game. You it's get, just like Suicune all over again. Well, uh, more so than Suicune Sigilyph, it was they blocked EXs. Uh, Pyroar blocks all basic Pokemon that attack him. Yeah. So you can you can go, uh, fight around it using Mega Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, you should always just have uh, a support Pokemon with a decent switch in attack ability because Pyroar is not that strong. I believe he has one ten yeah. HP. So, I mean, that's two hits. I think he can hit you for 60 or discard for 90, um, which is kind of heavy, but there are lots of ways around him. Yeah, there are. You can also use things like Pokemon Catcher. Um, It's not as good anymore because you have to use a coin flip for it to work. Yeah. But 
there's always a way around anything. Right. Um, I, my my suggestion to you is to um just restructure your deck, take some things out, put some things in, and try again. Um, <laughs> thanks for all the specific advice, Bo. Well, I'm a residential TCG expert over here. That's, oh, I played. I went. I went to league. I drove thirty minutes to go to league. Yes, yeah, true. And I spent. I spent three hours there fighting like the same two or three people over again because they were like the guys that had tier one decks like I had. And I'd seriously, there was one time I played this kid named Trevor. Um, sixteen matches in a row. Mm-hmm. And each match, I took out four cards and put in four different cards, and then at the end, I took those four cards out again and put the other four cards back in. <laughs> Did that probably like eight times before I was before I finally decided which one was better. That's great. Yeah. So um, keep running trials on it. Yeah. And uh, it's just ch- like it's just like learning any meta. That's what you have to do. You have to just keep trying. Also, check your energies because uh, most decks you should not need more than ten energies. All right. Uh, finish that up then, Bo. Yeah. As for the mailbag, when I thought about the topic question, specific towns or city came to mind versus an entire region. For the region, I think Kalos has a great advantage over any other gen, and those visuals are stunning. My least favorite gen being Hoenn, uh, due to the large number of water routes. Uh, that much water in the games on, uh, kind of honestly scares me. It gives me the feeling of being lost a lot of the time, and I thought it was overkill. That being said... My top three areas I wanted to point out were Black City, Castalia City, and my favorite, Snowpoint City, and the routes leading up to it. I think whomever has been in charge of designing the snow-based areas of the games has done a great job. They always look gorgeous. Well, see ya. Windmill. All right. Uh, so we have one more from R Sigma. This is all you, uh, Viger. All righty. So, hello, Pugalonians. R Sigma of the Trivia Challenge is finally writing in for a mailbag. So my favorite region is easily Unova, specifically Black and White 2. The only things that the region is missing is a Battle Factory. Seriously, I don't need a full frontier. And a Poke Athlon Dome. But let's talk about the features the region does have. Time out. First, uh, Pokemon Stadium X for the Wii U for $20 DLC is uh could have a battle frontier in it continue <laughs> first off there's the marine tube which provides more than enough atmosphere to make unova my favorite region and the only sin is that the game isn't on 3ds then there's the entry which is the coolest spiral tree i've ever seen there's the great musical diversity from verbang's punk scene on the village bridge ensemble there's also dungeons that you can explore to battle against Benga, a key system to modify areas of the game, a tournament that can attract talent from around the Pokemon, entire Pokemon world, seasons, and over 250 in-game achievements. Flop the flips, R-Sigma. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, is there anybody here that you think should earn the Green Tauros badge? Um, um, I'm going to go back and check real quick. Yeah, that's what I'm checking real quick, too. While they're checking, uh, next week's mailbag question is going to be, what features do you think they should add to the Pokemon games? Email that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and it'll more than likely be read next week. Uh, Uh, Has Shuckles gotten the... Shuckles uh, has it, yes. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I mean, uh, if you don't think anybody deserves it, we can tell them to try again next week. Well, I do. It's just that there are so many... I'm just trying to remember them all. so hard to read. 
<laughs> DDG's got it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm just not like drawing. I like. Any of uh, what about Winmore? Winmore? I'm not sure. We might have given it to Winmore, but uh, yeah, let's give it to Winmore. I'm cool with that. Okay. I liked Winmore's video. Winmore, you get the Green Taurus badge. Boom, boom, boom. If we haven't already given it to you. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we have, but uh, we need. We really need to make a spreadsheet, like really bad. Like yeah. who all has it? Yeah. So. That's it. Uh, again, mailbag question for next week. If you want to be part of next week's Puckle episode, is what features do you think should be added to the Pokemon games? Email it into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, a uh, secondary mailbag question, because that's forgot. Uh, what are some of your unanswered questions in Pokemon? It's a twofer. Uh, twofer. So, yeah, you can email in both those questions, or just one, uh, whichever and- one you want. Uh, you can go from uh, anime, manga, or games. I think we'll cover all bases. Mm-hmm. Like, what do people eat? Yeah. That's it's, one. That it's going to be great. How does the economy work? How does education work? The bread and butter of how the Pokemon world would work in our world. Boom. And how it wouldn't, Boom. actually. Boom. Uh, so, uh, if you want more Puckle stuff to do this week, other than just listening to our episode... You can do a few things. First of all, you can check out, uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pucklepodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at pucklepodcast where we will be giving away a puckle t-shirt. You can also go ahead and uh, follow us on Tumblr, tumblr.com, or tumblr.pucklepodcast.com. You can subscribe to the Puckle subreddit, r slash puckle. And, of course, if you have the time and you would be willing to do it for my sake and my personal well-being, you can review Puckle on iTunes and uh, give us a five-star review, and uh, that would be ultimately always in your debt. (laughs) Uh, Because the more (laughs) iTunes reviews we get, the better it is. Uh, That way we can actually, like... More people can find us the more iTunes reviews we have. And the more people we can get, the bigger bigger we can get... And the bigger we can get, the cooler stuff we can do, and the more we can be like one of the coolest Pokemon communities on the internet. So yes. check that out. Also, you can come to the PucklePodcast.com this week and just come and chat with us. We are having a chat box meetup, not this week, but next week on November 9th. So November 9th around 7 p.m. Eastern, I'll be on, and whoever else wants to be on will be there as well. We'll just be there chatting it up with you guys. We'll battle if you want. Uh, I still have some Jirachis left that I can give away to you guys if you want to come out. Uh, they're legitimate Wishmaker Jirachis. Uh, we do have an iTunes review this week, actually. I want to read this to you guys just to just to show you how grateful I am that you guys every single week are listening to the show and downloading it. And if you take the time to read this, I, I have to read it to everybody else, right? So yeah. this is uh, from CC Might. Uh, this is by far one of the best, if not the best, Pokemon podcasts around. While most other po- po- Pokemon podcasts I've listened to tend to dedicate most of the time to the news, but with Puckle, there's a lot more attention paid to the discussion itself which is great considering how little Pokemon news there is sometimes. The community behind the podcast is also fantastic as they're always writing in their interesting and entertaining opinions on various Pokemon-related topics. I love the fact that he took the time to uh, mention the uh, the people that write into the show because they're great. Like, now uh, Dennis, the DDG maniac, he's been on the show, like, so many times. Same with Node. like, And there's just, like, this continuation between, like, emails. And I love it. Uh <laughs> I also love it when new people write in as well. Let's let's give that correct as well. A must-listen for any Pokemon fan. 
Also, I should probably add that Puckle is without a doubt the best Pokemon podcast out there if you're a competitive battler slash nutjob such as myself who yells at their iPod every time some foolish moron forgets a tight matchup as these guys definitely know their mo- stuff for the most part, except for when it comes to Whimsicott's old typing and the competitive viability of Rotom Frost. <laughs> but my still point, but still my point is they've done their homework. I'm telling yeah, you, the universes collided, and Whimsicott used to be grass flying. I swear. I swear. Uh, and uh, Rotom Frost, I didn't seriously think it was competitively viable. I just wish it would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just wish it would be but yeah so until next week guys I guess uh, uh, review us on iTunes email us talk to us try to get a free Puckle t-shirt and then when they do go on sale buy one uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys know more about how to do that in the near future so until then I guess I'm Trainer Thatch I'm Bospis and I'm Viger and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower it's closing time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.